Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the North Carolina Real Estate Show. I'm Tiffany Weber. I am an attorney at Thomas & Weber in Mooresville, North Carolina. And today I am joined by two very special guests. We have Dana Meadows and Leslie Beaver. Tell us what you do, guys. So we are um, loan officers with Movement Mortgage. Uh, we have a large team. Um, we work with hundreds of buyers each year. Uh, that equates to hundreds of realtors each year. Um, so we really, we our job is just to, to take the applications and make sure the borrowers qualify for what they're looking to purchase. She's being very modest. Uh, <laughs> do a whole lot more than that. Um, but I couldn't think of two better people to come on the show to talk to agents about how to make their lives easier when it comes to the lending process, how do their lives become easier by educating their clients and keeping them in line? So I'm hoping today, and I know because I've personally talked to you guys about this process <laughs> before, and I know you can make it simple. Let's just kick off. When is the, the best time to contact you guys? As soon as you have a client that says, I want to purchase a home. I don't care if they want to purchase it next week, next year. There are so many obstacles that can come up that can prevent the client from qualifying. And if we're not looking at things early on, then we might end up in a contract that we can't close. Mm -hmm. um, so that initial conversation, um, clients are scared to have their credit pulled, but yeah. agents need to tell clients that's, don't be scared. Let's get us on the right path, whether it's now or later. Right. And if you're scared now, that fear's not going to go away. Exactly. And you've given yourself <laughs> less time to resolve issues exactly. that might surface. Uh, that's such a great point. And I think movements is interesting because you have uh, pretty aggressive, I would say, underwriting timelines. Mm -hmm. You guys can, provided the client provides all the information that's needed up front, uh, you guys can turn these things around pretty quickly. And you also can do that basically where, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I've seen uh, in your education that you can kind of get underwritten like before you even go under contract, right? Yeah. So what we have is um, a pre-approval process where we want to confirm your income, your um, assets, your credit history. If there's something that looks a little fishy where Dana and I look at it and we're like, hmm, we need some clarification from an actual underwriter on this. We can submit your file, you know, before any homes are looked at, any contracts are written to make sure that what we're thinking is how it's going to fly is actually going to stick. And mm -hmm. that's the difference between you know, us as lenders on our team, we don't give you the assurance to go ahead unless we actually have proven that we've backed it up. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that there's not going to be any financing issues. Yeah. And that's a strong offer to submit. It is. You know, this person's locked in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is. And there's nothing better in today's market than for a listing agent to get a phone call mm -hmm. from a loan officer and say, we verified everything. Yeah. Um, and it, the peace of mind with the money that people are putting out as well. Mm -hmm. um, but also for the agent, why spend time showing properties if you don't know that mm -hmm. you're going to get a commission right. check when, when, it, when it all is said and done? Yeah, that's it's so much work. I mean, even like the very, very qualified buyers, they're losing houses left and right. So imagine if you're doing all of that work for someone that's never going to be able to close. Mm -hmm. So that's such a good point. Now, once let's say you've got someone that's contacted you, they've gone under contract. Once the contract has been signed and we're moving towards closing, uh, what are some of the top tips you could give agents to keep their clients on track so that closing happens when they think it should? 
I think every realtor needs a transaction coordinator, Mm -hmm. someone to help make sure that while they're out showing properties on listing appointments, things like that, that everything's still going on the way that it's supposed to. I can't tell you how many times I've had a realtor say, oh, I forgot to send you that contract Mm -hmm. and they've been in contract for a week. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a week of due diligence that we can't get back. And so having that transaction coordinator being responsible for sending the, the contract over and making sure all of the addendums are filled out correctly and making sure we're getting all of the documentation that we need. That's huge. Um, the, the loans that we close that have transaction coordinators are so much more smooth from getting the documentation and it being accurate than when, it, when they don't have someone. That's another great point because one, it makes the agent's life easier, but it also makes the client happier when the thing mm-hmm. and when everything goes more smoothly. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to tell their friends. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly. how, you know, you may think, oh, gosh, that's going to cost me money. But if you're getting more business because you're providing better service, it becomes something that you're like, why did I wait so long to do that? <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. I agree with that. Uh, we find that the agents that work with transaction coordinators, they get us information in a more timely manner. And sometimes, you know, the transaction coordinators are really like, they're kind of the babysitters of the whole situation. Oh, yeah. They keep everybody in I line. Love it. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, me too. I love it. <laughs> but one of the biggest things I've noticed that they do is the line of communication between every party, not just us as the lender, but you as the attorney. You know, I've even had transaction coordinators reach out to insurance agencies to be like, hey, closing date got updated. And we're like, wow, like you are on it. But that is invaluable in this market to just have someone that communicates across the board to make sure that the same message is getting to everyone that it needs to get to. That, That makes it so flawless. That's very important because we were talking before we started recording about how So often we'll get to the closing table and an agent, usually one that doesn't have a transaction coordinator, says, oh, yeah, this isn't right. We amended the contract, but nobody knew except for buyer, seller and the agents. Mm -hmm. So I talk a lot about get it out of your head and into the hands of the people that are working with you on the transaction. So, you know, not just invoices and amendments, but even in the beginning, like in the negotiation process and you guys, I don't know how many times I've said, please call your lender before you finalize this. When you're negotiating seller paid closing costs, make sure they can be used. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might be able to negotiate some astronomical number. Everybody's happy only to find out we can't use all this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or agents, a big thing right now is um, let's say the roof needs to be replaced. Mm -hmm. So they ask for this large amount. I I can't give the borrower a check for a roof replacement. But you can give a roofer a check. Correct. The seller can pay a roofer. But it's all in the way the contract is written. Exactly. Um, We we see it all the time where we have to have them go back and revise how that contract's written. At the end of the day, is that tough? No. Is it annoying? Yes. You've got to chase everybody down for more signatures. You've got to make sure that the correct addendums get to the correct places. So if it's done right from the get-go... Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's not that anybody involved in the transaction is upset that we, you know, we're going to help you get it right. Right. But if you're going to be frustrated because you have to do it twice, well, let's just teach you for the next one. So you don't have to do it twice. Let us help you. Yeah. Help Help me help you. (laughs) Please. That's all we want to do. Because really it's all about the better we all get at this. Real estate as a team sport is something that I say all the time. And I know you guys do too, because if we one of us is going down, we're kind of all going down. So we're all going to try to help each other save the deal and make the client happy because that's how we all continue to grow our business. I've seen plenty of times where like a client will be upset with their lender. It, never you guys, interestingly. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but 
and then I, I dig in, you know, I kind of say, well, what's going on? Because usually it has something to do with information not flowing to the right places. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they, you know, they say they need something. Well, they asked for it weeks ago and the client never provided it. So if the information's not being timely provided, who, who can make mm-hmm. that right? I mean, the, only the person that provides the information. So explaining to your clients, hey, I know we got a lot going on. I know this is a lot of work. I know it's going to be stressful for the next 30 days, but if somebody asks you for something, it's because they need it. Let's get it quickly because the consequence is you don't close on time and you're upset calling your moving truck saying we can't close, Mm -hmm. you know, and if we would all just get on the same page at the beginning about that, you know, we don't ask for stuff because we just feel like it. Yeah, Yeah, we don't ask for, for I don't want to see all pages of your separation agreement just so I, I know who got the the furniture in the house. Like we yeah. just, we got to know for a reason, you know? Yeah. And you guys are too busy to read it just for your enjoyment. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like exactly. let me go relax with my hot cup of tea and read over this 401k statement mm-hmm. or terms yeah. of withdrawal. <laughs> I can only imagine that's why you guys got into this. So you could just pour over pages of documents. Right. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else that you would say to an agent, whether new or seasoned about what you do that if they understood that, it would make their lives so much easier. Oh, oh we could write books. We just looked at I each other. I don't mean, yeah. I I don't wish mean you guys a could book, have seen their faces full, because we, like a, they're a, like we just an encyclopedia. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that we've both seen in this insane market that we're in is for agents that know that their clients are putting up a huge due diligence you need to talk with the lender and your borrower. Where's this money coming from? Mm. Cause you can have a $50,000 due diligence all day, but if it's money that was in a format that we can't source, if it was cash that their grandma gave them or money that we just cannot find the origin, you know, original place of where it came from, that creates huge issues. And then you've got a problem where we can't use this money towards the transaction for you know, them to qualify, do they have enough? And also, you know, it's complicated because that due diligence money is gone. It's already been paid. Yes, it's gone. I mean, that's a huge deal. Um, But another thing is, is when, you know, agents are advising their client, Hey, we're going to have to offer over asking and having that conversation of, you know, if it doesn't appraise, do you have enough for your down payment and the gap? Mm -hmm. That's a huge conversation in this market that needs to be had up front before you make the first showing appointment. Yeah. We, I've just actually had several conversations with agents around that, the, the, the appraisal gap and talking about, okay, these are the options if it doesn't appraise, but the borrower doesn't know what their options are. Mm -hmm. And the borrower tends to go through the agent to get information Mm -hmm. rather than coming directly to us as as a lender. Mm -hmm. The smartest thing a realtor can do is say, that's not in my wheelhouse. You need to talk directly to your lender. Mm -hmm. We need to have a three-way conversation to make sure we're understanding what your options are if it's not going to appraise. The world's worst thing is for a realtor to come to us and have to be the one to relay that information mm-hmm. because they don't do what we do for a living. Right. If we get asked a question in regards to purchase contracts and, and you know real estate law, we don't answer those questions. We refer them back out. One of my say, favorite things to do is to say, I'm not sure. Let's call your whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because it keeps you out of 
Um, I, I counsel agents all the time. Don't become the lawyer. Don't give legal advice. So let's keep you out of that part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. You're not a lender. Don't mm-hmm. give lending advice. <laughs> exactly. You're not familiar with all the regulations and the guidelines. And if you're going to, I mean, it's great to get the information for your own knowledge, but you run the risk of not telling all the important information to the client. Correct. So bring them into the beginning. Yeah. Just take them straight to the source. I love that. And there's no shame in being copied on an email. You know, if you want to communicate, if they've got a question and I reply to them, I'll copy you. So I'm like, here's what was said. Mm-hmm. Here's it in written format so you can reference back to yeah, it. Because clients hear what they want to hear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we do a lot of our um, step-by-step explaining through email. And then not to say we don't follow up with a phone call, but it's so easy for people to reference back because it's so much new information. I mean, it's like Greek to people. Yep. If you've never bought a house, you've never heard half of these terms that are being thrown out there by the agents, the attorney, us. That like if, a very concentrated college course. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. It's like you need some sort of prerequisite to buy a house just to understand yeah. like all of the little verbiages that are there, but we're happy to do it. But well, I can tell you where you find that course. You go to your YouTube channel (laughs) (laughs) and then you can go to my YouTube channel and between there, we'll give you your little course before you buy a house. We'll give you a pop quiz. We'll call you and be like, you're under contract. So uh, what's your diligence mean? (laughs) (laughs) The difference between the money and the period. (laughs) Well guys, um, I'm not going to keep you all day. I know you guys have a lot of work to get to. So I think this has been very helpful. Thank you for coming on the show. But everybody, this has been Dana Meadows, Leslie Beaver with Movement Mortgage. And of course, I'm Tiffany Weber. Thanks for listening to the North Carolina Real Estate Show.